podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to the first of two Q&As ahead of Game Week 21. And I'm back in the saddle. You were with Joe, I think, last week. Uh, I was. How was that? Was that that all right? It was fun. Yeah. Do you know, I've not done a stream with Joe. I was kind of thinking back to when the last time we streamed together was. And it was like the good old days of the Scout cast. Mm. Like when I first started with Scout. So that's like five years ago, the last time I did a stream with Joe. So oh, really? nice. That long, that long yeah. ago. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah I've, I haven't done one with him. I think the last one I did was like some kind of team selection video. That was like a year or a year and a half ago. Because then, like, yeah. obviously, I did the scout cards with him every every week back back in the day. Um, yeah, those are the days. Uh, how you doing? Nice Christmas. Happy New Year, everyone that's that's watching, and to you yeah, as well. Yeah, it was a nice Christmas and Happy New Year to everybody. Um, yeah, Lee was a bit poorly over New Year, so we didn't do very much. So hoping we get to go out this weekend instead and have a little mm. bit of a New Year's Eve. Delayed New Year's Eve. Delayed New Year's, yeah. Well, I am. I am also suffering. I'm a bit. I'm a bit ill as well. I, I yesterday off work. Um, oh. Back in today, you know. Only, Soldiering only, on. Only afford one one day off. So I'm a bit pale. I tried to sort my lighting out. Your your lighting's quiet. Um, I don't know. It's, it gives it casts a good glow. Was mine's quite damning to my pale skin. It's quite. It's quite. Yeah, it's quite warm. blue. Warm, I would, yeah. I would describe your lighting as. Warm. Yeah, mine's warm. Yours is quite blue. It's quite cold. Yes, it is. Yeah, I need, I need, yeah. to, I need to fix that. Um, one thing that has also made me blue, um, as you mentioned, we talked about it a few weeks ago. No, no. Goalkeepers. No. no. <sighs> as, do you know what? I very, very nearly yesterday, I took a screenshot of our WhatsApp chat that we were having. And I was like, shall I put this out on my Instagram stories? I might do it after this because it is just hilarious. It's just you and me slagging off martinez but i just i mean it's not his fault right i'm, no, I'm, I, I'm not fully blaming martinez can i just say we bought in martinez gave me 18 sheffield united at home right two points man united away two points burnley at home one point this we... red arrow wherever it is <sighs> here this red arrow that is solely to do with playing Martinez. It was nice and green. It was quite a healthy green arrow before that game between Brighton and West Ham. And then Ariola on my bench and Martinez in my goal gave me this. Do you fully understand how many points Ariola's got? Because I couldn't, I thought, I knew he got a couple of clean sheets, but I thought, you know, no, it's a couple of sixes. He's had, in the time that we bought in Martinez, he's had an eight, a 10 and an 11. I know. So that's 29 compared to four. Four. <laughs> that's 25 plus the hit I took to bring him in. So I didn't take a hit. But mine's actually worse, As Mine is actually worse because if you roll it back even further to the point where I had Ariola and Turner, Ariola injured, Turner drops, and I took a minus four for Sanchez. If you roll it to that point, yep. that minus four, he bought three back and then got injured, but Turner played. So had I just not taken the minus four and played Turner, from that moment, yeah. it, well, same. It, the points for me with goalkeepers is ridiculous. I'd probably be winning FPL for something like goalkeeper <laughs> nightmares. I mean, I've taken two hits for goalkeepers, Sanchez, like you did, and then Martinez. <laughs> So I'm probably about 32 points down. Why do they keep letting us stream together? Oh, I don't know. Just don't listen to us when it comes to keepers. We're, we're all right. Well, you're all right with everything else. Um, I don't understand why people keep asking me about goalkeepers either. Like now it's a thing that people ask me for advice on. Don't ask me. For God's sake, ask anyone else. Ariola's points before we sold him were 0 0 0 
Oh, amazing. Anyway, well, I've still got him. He's on my bench every oh, these weeks. I, I got I rid have of him. Benched every single one of those halls. I think that's worse. I think it's that's worse, worse in a way. As oh my god, I can't tell you how angry I am about the goalkeeper situation. And I, and the thing is, I've got Ariola and Martinez. Every week, I'm going to play the wrong one. I know it. Yeah. I've missed these. Um, I do, we've got a few people celebrating Ariola. Ariola legend. No. Says uh, Field FBL. Uh, I'm guessing a lot of people had Ariola and Dubravka. Very popular combination. You'd be, you'd be cursing, wouldn't you? If you played, if you if you played Ariola and you saw Dubravka get the eight, you'd be like, oh no, I've no way is Ariola going to match yeah. Oh, and then Ariola gets eleven. Outrageous. Awful. And Awful. the thing is, I was a proper Seagulls fan on Tuesday night. Like I was properly like up the Seagulls. Like come on. Like, Lee was like, you don't get this much involved in a, in the Spurs games. Like I sit and I watch and I try not to get too... No, I was fully invested. And every time every time Bright went forward, I was like, right, come on. And then Ariola Blimmer made another save. I, and I, was like, I, oh. I, I could tell from about the 25th minute it was going to be a game that we absolutely dominated, but we just couldn't score in. And oh, yeah. I, I mean, we had a couple of all right chances, but a lot of the saves were quite easy for Ariola, I think. And... In the end, I think both teams were, were pretty content with a draw because yeah. West Ham were missing key players. We hadn't had a clean sheet all season. Oh, it's just, it's very, very, very upsetting. So, Moomin, Ariola's currently the second highest scoring goalkeeper. Shut up. No, stop <laughs> it. I know. And he's on my bench. Yeah. Um, JR, how was there a world where people pay 5.1 for a keeper? I'm actually confused by that. Well, he had Sheffield United and Burnley at home in two out of I three know. fixtures. I know. Uh, and, yeah, and, yeah, I don't know. I, I, they I just... guaranteed clean sheets. That's yeah. how it felt. It was like, right, guarantee clean sheets. And it was at a point where Ariola still wasn't guaranteed to start because of his wrist problem and the fact, you know, Fabianski had started a couple as he was coming back. And I was like, oh, I just need a, I just need a goalkeeper that I, I, I want to cover out the Sheffield. I wanted, I wanted an Aston Villa defender and I didn't really know how to get one because I was mm. quite happy with my defence. So I was like, well, actually the obvious thing to do then is to sell Sanchez get Martinez that's really logical like gives me <laughs> gives me Aston Villa I really and the worst thing about this is I really thought about it like I really spent I a lot of time yep researching thinking about it not just doing the obvious thing which was to buy Dubravka same and instead here we are yeah, I think we, uh, I think we're bad for each other when it comes to when it comes to goalkeepers. We're great for each other. What are you talking about? Oh, let's, just, let's, <laughs> let's let's not go down that road. Let's not go down that road again of, of goalkeepers. I'm just sticking with Martinez forever now, and just eventually hoping uh, he's gonna get he's gonna get oh, something. Man alive! Oh, Torben, this is what we like. Torben Nilsson. I played Raya and benched Ariola. There you yeah, go. Yeah, you can You're join welcome. our club. You're welcome in our club. You're welcome to the party. Right, we better take some questions. Given that this is <laughs> it's uh, a Q and A, as this is the it's not the, therapy for us. <laughs> the Q and A, uh, come on, lads, isn't the Kiss concert a bit of blusher and you're good to go? Yeah, I could use some. I could use some today. Uh, I think it was before the stream started. Even know how bad um, I felt. Uh, Greg Watson, here we go. Best mid. Lots of mid questions uh, this week going into 21 because obviously Salah and Son are going away to their respective international tournaments. So mm. we're all looking for. I know big big loss for for both. Spurs and Liverpool. Mm. Um, what do you reckon? 6.5 to 5.5 million range? Not Palmer. That's the obvious one, isn't it? Yeah, I'm just having a little look. 6.5 was the top bracket, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, there's, so there's the City guy. Bernardo Silva's in there, 6.5. Mm. Quite like him. Fixtures are nice. I'm just having a look who else. Yep, 6.5. Yeah, so you could go for a, for a bit of Bernardo Silva love. He started every game and played 90 minutes or thereabouts since game week eight. 
and he's so much cheaper than the others and i feel like like a lot of people go foden he's he's going to be very popular obviously not in this price bracket but if you had a little bit more money you'd go for foden however with Harlan and kdb training and doku training there's it feels like it's gonna be a lot of changes in the way that manchester city mm. operate like whether that means that alvarez then sits deeper again if he does what does that mean for foden does he move out of that position where he likes playing and where he's been really good whereas with bernardo silver you do kind of know what you're going to get and yes you might get a bench game somewhere across the next few weeks but it does feel like he's quite safe in that spot and i, I do like him per Personally, I think I might even look even cheaper and look at Garnacho. Mm. Because if you do that, the, their fixtures are... Well, I mean, look, it's Manchester United. They're not exactly setting the world on fire <laughs> to fall over a, a nicer way of putting it. But they've got Spurs at home, Wolves away, West Ham at home. Like, there should be there should be some goals across those matches for Garnacho, And at 4.8, I think he is... He does offer a really nice opportunity to change up the way that your team is and maybe give you a better investment defensively or go for a three-man striker setup. So maybe I might, rather than, if you're not going for Palmer because you've already got him mm. and you don't want to get involved in the Man City mids, then I might look to just go even cheaper again, just go down to Garnacho and use that money elsewhere. Yep, there are some good options actually around the. Uh, this this season's been one for the kind of six million and, and under mids. Uh, we're getting a few mentions of Douglas Louise um, in the chat. Obviously, he's on penalties as well. Aston Villa fighting for the title. Who thought we'd be saying that kind of at the uh, game week twenty mark? Um, but yeah, he's he's been doing really well for for people. Um, you know, getting lots of pens, but also chipping in with a couple of, of open play um, bits. Um, as well, I like the look of the Nottingham Forest mids as well. Um, Ilanga has looked really good. He's only Ilanga's five million. Been really good since Nuno yeah, took over. Yeah, re- really cheap. And um, so has uh, what's his name? The other Nottingham Forest, Gibbs White. <laughs> I can tell I'm ill. Oh god. Uh, yeah, Gibbs White's been. Mark been... have killed you if that was. I know. <laughs> terrible. Uh, well, got goal assist for him since Nuno took over. Mm-hmm. Um, as well, obviously on penalties too. Nottingham Forest with a bit of a. A resurgence. So yeah, I think you could look at those. I think you could look at Garnacho, and then a few people mentioning um, uh, Pascal Gross as well for Brighton. If you're desperate to invest in a in a Brighton uh, player, it's probably him or, or Pedro. They're probably the ones to to go for. Gross has been unlucky, I think, not to get some pretty decent returns over the last few weeks. But I'm just not sure about about Brighton with the injuries that we've got and. You know, Ferguson's just so out of favour at the moment. He's like supposed to be our most clinical finisher. Welbeck does a job, but hasn't really got that kind of level that I thought mm. Ferguson would, would reach. So it's probably gross. What do, you, what do you think of Stupin now? There's a few questions for him as well. Obviously not a midfielder or a defender, but lots of investment in him. <sighs> a stupid yan. So I love owning a stupid yan because, you know, you... You know what you're going to get, right? We saw that in the Spurs game. Comes off the bench, immediately scores a goal. Like, he's like... Wonder goal. Yeah. Like, he's never been gone as well. Like, didn't look like he'd been out injured for that time. Like, looked really good. And I think I I was a bit worried when he came back on as to whether it might be too much, too many minutes in that game. Like, whether... Because he came on because of the Eagle injury at half-time. And I was a bit like, oh, 45 minutes, is that more than Deserby maybe wanted to give a stupid yeah maybe it was but then obviously we saw him get the start against uh West Ham on Tuesday evening so seemed to be to be in good form and of course you keep your first clean sheet of the season so I don't know I I, I like a stupid yeah and I think he has to be on the radar I, I don't love Brighton for clean sheets but 
let's be honest, there's not that many defenders in the game that you're buying right now because they're going to get clean sheets because there's mm. not been a huge amount of clean sheets. There's more, and so, some teams are getting better at keeping them, but there's not... Like, there's not one team or two teams that you're going, right, almost every week you can see clean sheets coming for them. But with a stooping yam, with the way that Brighton play and with his attacking threat, I would expect to see more attacking returns. So, you know, you want to go early on him, then then that's fine. I do think that you might have some other issues that you want to deal with first, though. Mm. I don't yeah. necessarily think it's going to be a priority to bring in a stooping yam. And maybe in some ways that might be an advantage to you if you can do that as your transfer because it gets you ahead of the curve while most people are dealing with you know afcon issues huang salah sun uh kudos people like that i think it's a bit of a monkey off our back getting getting the clean sheet because deserby spoke about it in the press conference as well he's kind of like you know i hope the media is happy now because we finally got one and you can all stop kind of going on about it and yeah i i think defensively like our defense is, is pretty decent steel has, has been actually playing quite well um, lately, and I think Verbruggen's a good one. I, I don't think it matters which one plays. I think both have stepped up since the start of the season. And they were both looking a bit ropey. Do you think it helps the defence or hinders the defence though to have them? What rotating? All the time? Oh, I, I hate it. I think it's. I think yeah, it's ridiculous. because that's what I think. Like that's what part part of what puts me off the Brighton defence yeah. is that not knowing who's going to be behind the sticks. Like I don't like that. Surely the defenders don't like that either because you're playing a slightly different game depending upon whether it's Verbruggen or Steele that's behind you. So, I think, I think I mean, I don't know what, what Deserby's been doing. My, my guess would be he wants both goalkeepers able to play the style that he wants. So that's, you know, short passing, kick yeah. it long when, when absolutely desperate, but make sure the passing is, is tight. So he wants them both to be getting the experience, I think, in matches. And they both have improved significantly yeah. Yeah, since, yeah, yeah. since the start of the season. I think Van Heck's been excellent all season. Dunk's obviously been great. Stupinan's back. We've got midfield, a bit more control with, with Gilmore, with Belaber, you know, coming in off the bench, maybe not ready to start. I think clean sheets are coming. The the, the fixtures are good. Um, I think we'll, we'll get a couple. And we haven't got, you know, Europe games every every week or every other week. Um, I think our, our next while, game yeah. is not until end of, end of Feb, something like that in, in Europe. Um, so yeah, good fixtures. Finally got mm. the clean sheet. Defense looking maybe a little bit more settled. I think now's the time to invest. So long story short, I think uh, probably now is a is a good time uh, to do it. Uh, Carly has sold Zinchenko and bought a stupid out. I think that's a good that's a good move. Yeah, you see, if I had double Arsenal defense, I think that's a great move. Selling yeah. an Arsenal defender, particularly Zinchenko, who's got missed out because he was injured, then t- to get a stupid out seems like a really good idea. Mm. as is your shelving unit even more broken than it was last time um, because no. the, sh- the shelf looks <laughs> it looks it looks it's always looked way more crooked on camera than it actually does in real life it's actually quite it's it's put me off i can't stop looking at it like how is it staying there it looks like it's in some sort of like... i know i don't really i mean the, sh- the shelves are, 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 are bowing a little bit but the um but the actual unit is actually quite sturdy i don't know Try not to forget about it too much. <laughs> One day it is just going to collapse. One uh, day midstream. <laughs> Absolutely. Take out um, Reese James on the wall. Oh, I know. Yeah, well, he's, he's uh, sum it up, wouldn't it? If, he, if, his, <laughs> if, his, if his photo got injured. Um, we've got a few more questions about Brian, actually. I'm in my, in my kind of element uh, here. Uh, Connor Lynch, what's going on with Ferguson? I think he's just an 18-year-old who was expected to lead the line for a Premier League side and is struggling with a bit of form. Mm. Maybe some of the bits going on. He's been taken out of the spotlight for a bit. Um, hell of a player there. He, 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 nearly, he, he nearly scored a great goal um, 
against West Ham when he, he kind of took it on his right he and did, then hit it with yeah. his left and it just went just I went, went mental about it. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was in. Well, I, I was watching it. I was like, oh my God, that's amazing. And then it just went wild. I was like, oh, he didn't quite catch it. But yeah, no, he, it'll, it'll come good again. It's just, it's just not been a great season for him so far. But um, after he scored the hatcher against Newcastle, I really thought that was going to be it. He's going to kick yeah. on. But yeah, he'll, 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 he'll come good again at, at some point. Um, Webby did Maguire to his opinion. Uh, Roy Nish says, should I do Livramento out for his opinion for a f- minus four? Juggle on that. Trippier out of favour, injured. Is there a spot now for, for Livermento? It's difficult, isn't it? I'm a Livermento owner. Same. And I'm struggling a little bit with, with Livermento because it depends on how serious that groin injury is for Trippier, doesn't it? Because I, I think if he's not seriously injured, Groin Trippier, injury. Yeah, but... Are we going with groin injury or do we think it's an actual groin injury? I mean, that is what we've been told. Okay. So I like to believe <laughs> I like to believe what I get told um, okay. until until proven otherwise. So apparently it's a problem with his groin, or maybe his personal life, depending upon what you read in the paper. Um, but also uh, connected to his groin. Also, <laughs> <laughs> oh god, um, that's going to get clipped for sure. Um, <laughs> Yeah, also connected to his groin. So it could, could have been a groin injury, couldn't it? Um, look, either way, his groin is causing him way, problems. he's got some issues. <laughs> and I would like how, and this is the problem, is that Howe never, never tells us what we need to know. Um, and so the FA Cup is maybe going to be an opportunity for us to get a bit more information. But I don't think we're going to get loads. And I think there's a good chance that Trip is not risked. Look, he's 34. He's in his thirties. He's not. A, he's not young. Like he's not going to be able to bounce back from injuries. He can't Don't play. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, look, Trippy was injury prone when he was at Spurs. He would pick mm. him up and be out for a while, and and that's years since then. So it's not like he was ever, re, you know, able to go for long periods of time playing a couple of games a week and still do manage that. So I do worry about him and Livermento. I can't. I've got a feel for Livermento because I thought it was excellent and then lost his spot. Like, yeah, really he was excellent. And loses his spot and you're kind of there going, well, that's really frustrating for me as a Livermento owner because he was actually doing quite well. The thing is, I don't like the Newcastle defence right now. I don't see clean sheets. They're letting up big opportunities left, right and centre. They're just not performing very well. So the question is, even if Livermento gets the start how many points do we actually think that he's going to return over the coming weeks? Because I don't think it will be as many as maybe we were hoping for a few weeks ago from him. Yeah. I mean, I, I completely agree. I think Livermento has got to be a sell because we, we've seen that when the when the first choice are available, how we'll just go straight back yeah, to just... it. Burn, Botman, Cher, Trippier. That is what he wants to play week in, week out. Yeah. And we just don't know if it's not an injury for Trippier. It makes it even harder to know when he's when Trippier's going to come back because he's not like, I don't think Howes is going to keep on the bench for the rest of the season or, or out of the no. squad. There's obviously something going on in his personal life. He withdrew from the England squad over it or a, or a different issue or something and he hasn't been playing well. But, but then that's a couple of issues. If it, if it's a, if it's either the same issue mm. or it's a different issue, and but either way, since that moment where he withdrew from England, he has not been right. No, but it's it's, it's, it's exactly like you said though. It's that benching of Livermento. He's he couldn't have done more to, to no. be to to have been first choice. As soon as Dan Burns back, he's back in the squad. As yeah. soon as Trippy is back, or as soon as he thinks he's back, he, he's he's in. So it's, yeah. it's a it's a sell of it's a sell of Livermento for me. Would you do um, a minus four for it though? 
it depends on my other. If 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 like if I didn't have Salah and Son to deal with, and I was having to play Livramento, then yeah, I probably would because I think you're going to get ahead of the curve with it. The other thing with doing a minus four for this one is that if you want to, if you are one of the FPL managers out there that wants to hold one of Salah and Son through Afcon mm. or the Asian Cup, which is what I'm thinking about doing, then. I don't want one of my bench slots to be taken up with players who maybe don't get game time because I'm already down to just having two subs. It only takes an injury or problems, doesn't it, elsewhere to to then not have a full squad. So for me, the minus four might be worth it based upon your team structure and strategy right now just to make sure that you've got the right number of players every week. No, I, I agree. Yeah, I, I like it. If, if I think I think the Stupinan for for Livermento, if if assuming a starter is 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 worth it, it yeah. I, I I expect the Stupinan to outscore Livermento by minus four over the next few weeks, and then mm. you've just lost that that headache. It's really nice to see Stupinan play ninety minutes as well because he's been out for, for such so a long, long time. Mm. Yep. Um, Spanner, I was hoping someone would mention this. Uh, why is no one talking about the return of Ivan Tony? He's back this game week, not been injured, been in training for months. Yeah. What do you, what do you reckon? Yeah, it's match fitness that puts me off. Mm. Because, it, you know, I've been in training down the gym for ages. doesn't mean I could go and play a professional football match. I mean, there's like, quite a few reasons why you I mean, there's a lot, of, there's a lot of reasons. <laughs> but you know what? But, but the point is the same, right? It's, you know, I think he will have to because they've lost... <laughs> Brighton have got no one... Um, Brighton? Brentford have got no one left in attack because Visser and, and Buemo have gone... Like, they're, they're really struggling. So Tony, I think, comes straight back in and he he starts in game week 21. Um, he will be fit. Whether he's match fit mm. is up for debate. I just... I think nobody's talking about it because there are so many other options right now in that sort of price point in the forward line. Obviously, everyone's talking about do, do we get Haaland back? If, is Haaland going to be ready? Is he available? All of that kind of stuff. And we saw the pictures of him today training so that that might take away one spot ollie watkins feels like he's pretty much locked in your second striker slot so the question then is where's the third striker slot going now for most managers at the moment dominic solanke's been a popular option but there's a lot of managers that have got alvarez in that position or have good budget in midfield and they've got cameron archer in that position um so the question is do you want to replace the player that you've got now, if you've got a player that... If you've got Visser, then going to Tony feels like a, a good option. But mm. I don't know. I'm not... Um, I, I think I've got other things I want to do before bringing in even Tony. I think the problem with Tony is, like you mentioned, fitness. The fact Brentford haven't been great no. like, for, for, the, for the last few months anyway. They've lost key players to Afcon or injury in, in Bumo and, and Visser, like you mentioned. So and and there's this there's this overriding sense that Tony's going to leave Brentford at, at some point, and Arsenal are being tipped, you know touted hundred million for him, potentially yeah. Chelsea um, as well. You know if they if they could get that kind of money for him in January, I, I always ask the question: Is is it worth risking him? Is it worth playing? I mean, they have to play him really because they haven't got anyone else. No. To go in, but they're not going to want him to get injured, are they? Like you know, and then lose on a hundred million pound payout if, if Arsenal are willing to pay it. No, yeah, it's, it's too much money for them. And there's also that that when a player is linked with a move quite so heavily as he has been over the last nine months or so away from the club, where is their head? Like, is their head play like like the last few months of Ericsson at Spurs? Mm. 
it was not great because he was already I just think his head was elsewhere and I, I worry a little bit about that as well and and you know do you if you buy even so it could work one of two ways couldn't it so you could buy even Tony now get a couple of games with him at Brentford might get some returns and then find you've got Arsenal's number one striker and then you're laughing because you're ahead of the curve but it could easily not go that way there's a lot of uncertainty, a lot of maybes, especially when you look at the struggle. I mean, the reason why no one's talking about him is because we're all making midfielder moves because we've all got Salah and Son, or not all of us, but a lot of Huang. us have got, or one of them, or Huang, exactly, um, or, or other players that, that are going off. We're all looking at Haaland, the Haaland situation, mm-hmm. and thinking, well, we need to have the money to move him, get him yep. back. And also the strikers we've got in have, have largely been, been doing good. pretty well. Yep. Solanke, Alvarez, not so much Nunes, but... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, those those kind of strikers have been doing all right. So I just don't really know where where Tony fits in. I can see why people would want to move for him. He's I think he's an absolutely amazing player. I think you know he would if he moved to Arsenal. I think he'd be an unbelievably good signing. I agree. I, yeah, um, I mean, I agree. I wanted him to come to Spurs because he's he's an exactly exactly yeah. what managers uh, teams that are struggling without a proper number nine. Like he's exactly what what you want like you come in he would do he would do a brilliant job he'd be Arsenal. a brilliant signing for Spurs I really he'd be. I think, I think yeah, he'd, he'd be, be. A, he'd, be a, he'd be a better signing for Spurs than he would be for for Arsenal I think because I mean Ooh, Jesus, that's an interesting one well he I, I was reading something earlier and it was it was saying you know Arsenal have got a, a good team but they lack like a world-class striker player. yeah or like in, in that front four I mean you could argue Saka Saka's well kind of kind of is but he hasn't, he hasn't really got the numbers has he he's not like a mm. Is he a 20, 25 consistent goal involvement? No, maybe not. But I think he's world-class, Saka. Like, I think he really is world If you put him in, like, I, I just think he's quality. Like, he's so good. And I think this season, he's not looking as good because other teams know that he's the star. And if you put two players on him, you can kind of mark him out of the game. And they know they can do that because Jesus and Martinelli are not being clinical. And they're, mm. so they're allowing them to have the free. If you put somebody clinical in front of that Arsenal goal, if you put Ivan Tony at Ivan Tony's best, or an Erling Haaland, or a Harry Kane, or whoever, like a proper clinical finisher in front of that goal, suddenly Saka becomes world class again because teams aren't able to double up on him in mm. the way that they have been in this early part of the season. Like, I think Saka. I hate talking about Arsenal like this. Can we move <laughs> on? But I think Saka is absolutely world class. Yeah, I mean, you know, he. I mean, he he has shown in the last few seasons he is a twenty goal involvement player because he's, he's got he's got them over yeah. the last two seasons i guess the question is if tony goes to arsenal he's he's there to kind of unlock Saka maybe a bit more and if he goes to spurs he's got son with him and then you've got that kind of potential kane and, and son light <laughs> partnership there i don't know i just think spurs need spurs, my point is arsenal already have that kind of jesus link up play it's kind of you know false nine-ish type player up there yeah. tony would come in probably do a better job of that I'd expect him to get more goals, but you stick that in the Spurs team. I think he's getting he's getting more out of the players around him. I think he's exactly what we need. He's mm. exactly what we That's, need. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I think if you put him in a team with with Madison providing the balls that he has, with Sonny there, with Kudelski doing what he's been like, I, yeah. But. I think that's why people are not going all in on Tony and FPL. I mean, he's getting some mm-hmm. transfers in, but we don't know his fitness status. In, you know, we know he's fit, as in like he's not injured, he's available, but we don't know how fit he is in terms of match fitness. We don't know where his head is. We don't know what Brentford's plans are with him. Is he 
potentially going to be sold and if he is where's he going to go because all of that will have an impact on you know what FPL managers do next because if you're already doubled up on Arsenal and then you find yourself tripled up like that that might be fine but what you don't want is if you've got you know three Arsenal players already or if he goes mm. to Liverpool and you're trebled up on you know you just, it's all these things that are so feel so unknown with Ivan Tony right now that <coughs> I I just personally am I'm cautious with him I think that's that's the kind of the point of the article I was, I was reading was what Spam says, kind of Jesus and Firmino, you know, you could argue are there to bring out the players around them. But yeah. are Martelli and Saka the level that Mane and Salah were in, in that same? I'm not no, really sure. In, not together, no. But I think Saka's right up there. Mm. I think if Saka had Mane or Salah equivalent level with him, I think it's Martinelli. I like Martinelli, but he is. You're, not as you're good a... filling the Arsenal love today, aren't you? No, well, God. <laughs> uh, but he's. But I like Martinelli as a player. I think he's good, but I don't think he is Saka level good. Mm. Like I think Saka is really good. Well, FPI Chai, FPL Chai agrees with you. Uh, there you go. Another Spurs fan. Current world number. Was he ten? He was ten. Yeah, was he? he's being an absolute legend at the moment, <laughs> isn't he? Amazing. He's not got goalkeeper issues, as. No, and got his own YouTube channel uh, as well. So check yeah. that out uh, too. And doing videos with Jenny, I think. Yeah. So if you want goalkeeper yeah. advice, yeah, don't, yeah, obviously go don't over do there. That. Yeah, well, don't think we should be pushing people <laughs> to other channels, but here we are doing it, uh, doing it anyway. Um, a name I can't even read because it's got so many numbers in it. Thirty-five B O one. It's like a kind of James Bond name. Uh, Madison. When is Madison back? Good question. Um, so it's not back yet. He. there's been a load of so so much good snooping going around with Spurs at the moment through their social media and times that people have been arriving for training and all sorts of things Um, so Madison isn't yet training with the squad so uh, Mickey van der Ven is he's back um, (laughs) very happy about that Um, so yeah so Mickey van der Ven is back I think Madison will be the end of the month I don't think it's going to be he's not back in full training yet so I think we are at least a couple of weeks still away. I don't think we're getting for Manchester United. Mm. Frustratingly, I don't think we'll get because I think he would do really well against Manchester United. But yeah. um, I don't. Well, think he, he did. He did earlier in the season, didn't he? Got a got a goal. He in did. And and what I was really hoping is that Madison will be back as Sun left because then I could just sell Sun for Madison and carry on. That was that was my hope, but I don't think it's going to quite work like that. Yeah, nice. Uh, Wachter says thoughts on Elise. Uh, injury, yeah, we we don't really know. We're, we're going to get some news tonight, aren't we? Because they're, they're playing Everton in playing the tonight, FA Cup, yeah. uh, so we we'll see if he's on the bench or in the squad or, or whatever. Mm. Um, if he's fit though, what, what do you think about Elise? He's, an, he's another kind of six point five ish option. Yeah, Jimenez, right? Um, it's difficult with Crystal Palace because they don't score that many goals, and that's that's a bit problematic when it comes to FPL. Like you do know that if they are going to score goals, Elise and Eze are going to be involved I would bank on them being involved in goals. eight goals in the last four games and they yeah. played Chelsea Brighton and City yeah but I mean that's kind of the point though isn't it like Brighton's defense sorry as apart from against West Ham it, you know, it's been shocking Chelsea's, Not just us. All, Chelsea's all three, defense, yeah all three terrible Man City I don't even know what's happened to the Man City defense so and I think that's the, the point isn't it is that they've been allowed almost like to score and, and if you think back to that Man City game, like, they were a bit lucky 
last minute pens and all sorts of things. So I like Elise. If he's fit, I think you hold him. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's a player that I would rush to own though. He's one of those players, isn't he, that I think we, we, we've always enjoyed watching. I've, I've always thought Elise, oh, what a player. But FPL-wise, it's always been a little bit underwhelming. I mean, he got 11 assists last season, which is, which is pretty high, but only the two goals. Right. Um, he's got... How many goals has he got? He's already got uh, five goals already this season. So he's more than doubled his output from the last two seasons, where he got two goals in each. Uh, and look at his last four game weeks. I mean, four goals, his last four games. So is this a question of he's in a purple patch, but the numbers don't suggest he's going to carry on hitting a number? Or are we seeing a player move up to the next to the next level? Well, the trouble is, from an FPL point of view, it, you, you're going to have to guess at, guess at that, aren't you? You're going to have to mm. guess at whether this is him moving up or whether this is... This is a purple patch, and we've seen it before. Like players, we've you know had purple patches. We, you invest in them, and then they drop off a cliff again. And it could easily be that. And and the thing is with Crystal Palace, they they also feel like a club that could do that. Like they've had some good results recently, but then they might revert back to some poor results. Like I don't know. I just Crystal Palace. I'm very wary of. Them. It's Hodgson, like, isn't it? It's Roy Hodgson. Yeah. It's like, do we really want to get a player playing for a Roy Hodgson team? And, and the, the fixtures are quite mixed. Like I looked mm. at because I saw Gahey a couple of weeks ago, and I had him for a while at the point where they were keeping some clean sheets, and it was that was okay. Um, and I did all right when I had him, but I sold him for um, I can't even remember who I sold him for now. Um, and at the time, I was just like, yeah, I just don't really trust Crystal Palace defensively. I don't really trust them in attack. I'm never really sure what Crystal Palace are going to look like when they're playing. So, mm. yeah. Well, if, if, I mean, this, if this is true from Greg Frost, 60 million release clause release, eh? Accepted he'll be leaving at the end of the season. I suspect he'll do very well now to secure the best move. I mean, he could go anywhere. I, I genuinely think he could go in with, with the way he's playing at the moment. I wouldn't be surprised if he went to a Man City, you know, Manchester United mm. need a right winger pretty desperately yep. for, for him to go there. He'd go to Newcastle, be an upgrade on like Almond. He'd go to any club in, in the Premier League and, and do well, I think. So and that's I'm, the thing, I'm, I'm interested it? in him. If he played for one of those clubs, I don't think this would even be a conversation. He'd just automatically be one yeah. of the players that you'd be looking at. But because he but plays for Crystal Palace and you mm. never really know what kind of Crystal Palace you're going to get... Like some weeks I watch Palace and I'm really impressed, and then I watch the same team play the next week, and I'm like, <laughs> "What is this? Like, this is not." But and I think that's my issue, is that yeah. I just don't trust Palace. Well, they've only had therefore. they've only had one win in their last like, I mean they beat Brentford, they've lost to Chelsea, drawn with Brighton, drawn with City, lost to Liverpool, lost to Bournemouth, drew with West Ham. When was the last time they won? They haven't won in their last win was against Burnley in game week eleven. When they won, when they won two nil, um, it is a good run though. Sheffield United at home in twenty two, then Brighton, then Chelsea, then Everton, then Burnley, mm. Spurs, Luton. I mean, right down to twenty eight is a decent run. Anyway, he's injured. I don't know why we're spending so much time on him, but I like him if he's if he's fit. Uh, I like him. Uh, you liked Garnacho. Um Garrick Fries says here Garnacho versus Spurs is high line. Yeah, I I mean I do like Garnacho, weirdly, but I think I like him mostly because the price. Like he's a really nice budget midfielder mm. that enables the rest of the team. And I do think that Garnacho against Highline teams could be a really good option. Now, the one thing I will say is that if Mickey van der Ven is back, 
I worry far less about Spurs playing a high line. Mm-hmm. Because we know that earlier on in the season, we played our high line and you knew that Mickey van der Ven, there he would be. He would be back and he'd recover. And there's a chance that he... Well, I think they were aiming for him to start against Burnley. That was what was being rumoured around the Spurs chatter a couple of weeks ago. Now it looks like, from what Poster Cogley said earlier, that he'll be in the squad tomorrow and therefore be available for the game against Manchester United, all things being well from the FA Cup result. So I think Garnacho against the Spurs high line could be good. I think if Mickey van der Ven is there, is not as good as it potentially would be if Mickey wasn't there. Oh, it's going to be worrying watching Van der Ven run back. Hope his little hamstring doesn't go again. As I was there Oof. the night his hamstring went, and oh, watch it, it, he happened right in front of me, and watching him cry was nearly enough to put me in tears because yeah. I'd had that happened, and then James Madison went off, and I was just like, this is the worst night of my entire life. That game was the most ridiculous game ever because you, you started like an absolute... We like, were so good for like 20 minutes. For 20 minutes, we were excellent. And then we, and then everything that could have gone wrong went wrong. So, yeah, but what I will say is that they would not be... They've not rushed him. Like, he's been... Mm. It's been careful in the same way that they've been really careful with Madison. And so he's only back because he's ready to be back. Yep. Uh, what are you doing with your... You've got Salah and Son, right? What's your plans? Two, trans- two free transfers or just one? No, just one. one. Um, I used both of them last week. Um, My plan, I think, is to just sell Sonny and hold Salah. Okay. Got quite a lot of value in both of them. And I'm not sure how I feel about selling them both and therefore probably putting myself in early wildcard territory to get them both back in again in six weeks' time when they come back. So in my head, I'm kind of like, well, could could I just sell one of them? Use that money to get Harlan back. Keep the other one sat on the bench and then know that I've got them ready to go again in game week 24-25. Mm. Well, that's what Tanky says. Can you get Harlan back with Salah benched? Like, could you do Son out and... Yeah, just. Good. Okay. But it's but it's like... It's tight and it involves Garnacho. <laughs> Does it? Oh, okay, moving down to a, a real, a real cheapie. Yeah. So it, it does involve moving right down, and of course that means then that I'm, I'm kind of, I'm conscious that I, we play in a front three anyway because it would be a front three of Solanke, Watkins, and Harlan. But I'm probably some weeks I want to play a back four, mm. which again I'm not opposed to because I've got Trent, Saliba. What else have I even got? Like you can see I've like gone. <laughs> but I'm, I'm like, done. It feels like an international break, isn't it? But it's not. It's a kind of FA Cup break. And then the next game week spread over like two, two weeks. Because of the winter break. It's, yeah. a, it's, a, it's weird. T- you go from all these games to suddenly a really spaced out um, January. Yeah. Uh, Pedro Porro, of course, is the other one. So Pedro yep. Porro, Saliba, Trent. And then my bench two are Charlie Taylor and Livramento. And that's where the problems lie. Is that with Charlie Taylor? At least I know he's always going to start, so I can play him. It's going to get one or two. Like, mm. let's be honest. Livramento. If I knew that Liver, if if Hal came out and said Trippier's injured and he's out with a groin injury for four weeks, I'm going to start Livramento. That would be the perfect thing. Oh, I know, absolutely. Yep. Eddie Hal. I can guarantee. Watching? Yeah, we can guarantee you we're not going to get that information. Nothing here. Nothing yeah. like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm. I'm. I'm going to lose both Salah and Son. I think. Um, 
I've got the wild card that I can use early because I haven't got the bench boost to worry about because of that that whole disaster. Uh, so you know maybe when people are scrambling to get those back in uh, in a few weeks' time, I can I can use that and get a bit ahead of the curve. But yeah, yeah. we'll kind of see. Uh, we'll see how it goes. Uh, one fit. Well, the one player I will mention before we um, log out because I'm seeing quite a few people mentioning it is Neto. Neto is back. Um, Ozzy Huang is is off, but Neto's come back at a, a good time. What do you reckon about him? He was absolutely on fire before another hamstring injury. Yeah. Uh, do you know, I think I have slept on Wolves, generally on Wolves Same. this season. Mm. Like I was saying that on the official pod this week. Like I I look at, I, like I've not had Huang and I've not had Huang because of the Asian Cup. So when everyone else was kind of looking to him, I was kind of really cautious of like not over-investing and getting myself in a problem for now. Um I didn't go for Cunha when I probably should have done a few weeks ago and I really liked him and he was my differential and I was like, oh, I think he could do really well and, and he has. Um, and then Neto, I really like Neto. I mean, there was a season a couple of years ago, wasn't there, where we all we all pretty much had Neto and he was great. And, you know, I think one of the things we talked about on the pod this week was will Wolves, will they really miss Huang? And will that make a massive difference to their other assets? Because their other assets are looking really investable right now. But with Neto coming back, maybe they won't miss Huang in the same negative mm. way that we would have expected had they had not had Neto to come in as well. Mm. I mean, so, yeah, how, how, I quite like it. I mean, how amazing is this? I mean, Neto returned in eight successive games, um, either a goal or assist. In eight games. I think it was mostly assists, wasn't it? it was, there was one goal in there. Eight in a row for like 5.5 million. Um, I believe since game week one, Wolves have scored in every game uh, bar one, which I think was West Ham when they lost 3-0 um, to, to West Ham. So Did Ariola keep a clean sheet? Oh, oh of course he did. <laughs> or, was, or was that one of the ones he missed? Was that the one he missed I think maybe? It, I think it was Fabianski, wasn't it? Played that wasn't, one. I think, that, I think that was the one Fabianski played. I think it uh, was the one Fabianski played. Yeah, I think that's right. Yeah, it was. Yeah, Fabianski's got mm. eight points. Um, but I mean, you know, they've returned in, in what? 18, 18 out of 20 matches in terms of scoring. So they're a team that scores lots of goals and Neto's is has got one of the highest goal involvements. So I think he's, he's someone that we've got to consider. Um, and I think, you know, with Salah and Son going, I think everyone's doing Salah to, to Bowen or Son to Bowen. Yeah. Bowen is, is ridiculously popular. People like me, I've got another decision to make. Do I go for like Richarlison, you know, playing out of position, but obviously Spurs yeah. have lost key players. Or do I move down to someone else and try and take a punt on Elise if he's fit or Neto? Or Garnaccio yeah. or Douglas Louise. There's plenty of options to consider. I think it's that, not that is the same one for God's no, sake. No, it's definitely not. But that's where that, that spot is quite interesting. So um I like Leto. It's just he, he has only played ten minutes, he has been out for a while. Um he's probably the riskier option, but he's a good option. So yeah, I like him. Um that's it. I think we'll call it there, Sam. Five nice. past five. Nice to be back. Uh back in the uh, in the hot seat. I'll be back with Black Box later with Mark. Hopefully he can carry us through that because I'm I'm knackered after this. Well, that's why we didn't live stream on Sunday. We were originally going to do a New Year's Eve live stream, but Lee was like, I'm yeah. not capable of speaking. So we, we just, we didn't. So we'll be on on Sunday night instead. Nice, nice. Well, at least things are getting back to normality and we're all going to be back Kids on Kids are back at school. Soon. I know. Apparently we've only got like nine likes uh, on, this, nine? on this video and 500 people watching, says Dennis Robertson. So Come if on. you are enjoying this video, make sure you drop us a like. Maybe uh, nobody likes us as. I know, that's clearly it. Everyone's watching. They're like, look at these two. Bloody rubbish. Idiots with their goalkeeper problems. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Oh, God, it's not... It's not Let's not talk about Masters anymore. Uh, but do give us a like. Uh, do drop us a comment as well if you're watching this after we've been live. Uh, if you're listening on the podcast, 
do a review of the channel as well. Um, let us know all the videos that you watch and if you're enjoying them. Um, but yeah, we'll um, see you again next week. This time next yeah. week or Friday next week. Mm, have we talked about this yet? We we'll be back next week, but let's work out whether it's Thursday or Friday. Okay. One we'll of the days. At this right. time, either Thursday or Friday. When Enjoy the calmness for now. Enjoy the FA Cup without having to worry about FPL. And we'll be back when the uh, the uh, the crazy season starts again uh, next week. Hurrah! <laughs> Bye, guys. Right. Thanks, everyone. See you soon. <laughs>